Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. What's up everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and this is part two of 27 Tips for a Better Life. 27. So what did we uh, end on last time? Well, 13, something like that, 14, 16, actually, 16. so oh. we don't have that many to go through in this episode. So we have a little extra time for our tangents, tangents. So we got a little bit of tan. I'm good at tangents. So hopefully, uh, I don't go on too many wild ones. All right. Well, one thing I wanted to mention was that our Instagram account miraculously oh, yes. came back. We meant to mention that last episode. We did. And yes. It, it, after a, what it was. It was uh, late September. All of a sudden, yeah. our, our account was deactivated on Instagram. For, for no reason. No. Uh, no apparent reason. And that's that's the channel where we probably have the largest following, yeah. uh, you know, for our podcast. We're also on Twitter and we have a Facebook page. So check those out if you don't already follow us there. But yeah, we were deactivated and there really wasn't a great way to reach out to Instagram to get that back up. There was no way. Uh, what ended up happening was about three months later, I received an email just a generic email about them updating their terms and conditions. And that email uh, prompted me to try one more time, go through the process of, uh, you know, clicking on different things to, you know, go into their help page, trying to find out why it was deactivated, you know, whatever, I digress. But uh, essentially, they sent me an email where I had to hold up a, a piece of paper where I'd written a code they'd email to me. Yeah. So they email you this code. You hold up a picture next to your face. <laughs> or, sorry, of, of, uh, hold Almost up, like hold up the code. Photo. You write it down, hold it up next to your face, take a picture, send it back to them to prove your identity. And this only works to reactivate your account if you have some photos with your face in them. So just a heads up that it would be good if you have an Instagram account. Maybe if you're a photographer and you have a lot of landscape photos or subject matter photos, you may want to yeah. have at least one in your feed that has your face because that was the only way they were able to verify. And then they just reactivated the account without any explanation. After a couple of days right like you had to wait a couple yeah days i think a few days after that but it I, had been three months of just, just and now all our followers were still there yeah and we just all of a sudden reappeared as though nothing I find had it happened absolutely mind-boggling that a multi-billion dollar company like instagram and facebook don't have a better way in which people can just reactivate their accounts if they've been like erroneously kicked off well, let's talk about activating and deactivating accounts for a minute because it has been an eventful first week yeah, I of had problems uh, with my f- Facebook too. Well, my, oh, of 2021. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're talking about to our for Trump. our neighbors to the south. So we yeah. we record our podcast out of uh, St. John, New Brunswick, which is in Canada. But uh, of course, this past week there was uh, oh. the siege at the Capitol building. And um, by Trump supporters, it was insane. That it was, was I, honestly. I uh, we I watched in, myself. you know, with uh, oh yeah, our our jaws were dropping as we were watching what was happening, and and then Trump just recently got his Twitter account revoked, and I think other Banned all the forever. all the other social media platforms are following suit. So it really makes you. Uh, realize that even somebody in a powerful position such as the president of the united states how much they are you know depending on social media to get their message out and how that really cut off his uh his communication with his supporters so um 
I, you know, I think it's wild. We one one thousand percent agree with the decision of those platforms. He uh, could he could listen to this podcast and learn a few things. Yeah, <laughs> how to improve his life. But Come anybody on. anybody inciting violence, you know, it makes sense that they would uh, you know oh, cancel yeah. those accounts. So absolutely, it's ridiculous, man. So what's number seventeen? All right, so yeah, I wanted to just uh, talk again. Instagram, we're back on there. So if you don't follow us already, search InfoQuench Podcast and you'll find us. Number 17, how you spend every day is how you spend your life. So again, these are tips Mm. for a better life and things to contemplate. Yeah, it's true. Well, it is true. I think oftentimes we we forget that the little habits or or the things that, the moments that make up our day. Yeah string together to form what makes up our life and with that i think if we're if we're thinking about that routinely then we may put be more valuable with our time like exactly i find i've always been the kind of person who wants to budget their time a little bit better but never has like i i would love to be able to have like an hour of reading and then an hour of like playing video games with huxley and an hour of like you know but i just Nobody really does that, I don't think. Do they? Do they manage their time that way daily? I think people are more prone to manage their time that way in a work environment, but not so much in their personal mm. lives. Um, but should we? Should we do that in our personal lives? Well, to make, maybe. To fit more into a day, because all we have are days. Part of the relaxation for me in my personal life is that it isn't as structured as it, yeah, as it is like when too. I'm at the office and not having a calendar with, you know, certain meeting times and yeah. and having, you know, more flexibility and freedom to, to just go with yeah. the flow of the day. But I think that there is definitely value in setting aside time, designating pockets of time for things that you really, you know, are, are important to you, whether yeah. they are, for instance... Uh, if you, uh, you, might, you might set out a, sec- a portion of time in the morning to do your workout, or if you have a meditation practice, that may be an important thing to have yeah. a routine time so that that doesn't get missed. But, you know, other things, I don't know. I mean, we tried reading hours at night where we would sort of shut everything off, that, put, yeah. you know, jazz on and just sit and, and read. Yeah. Uh, I think so. that's I think that's an important thing to do for people in their lives because, like I said, we all we have are just the days that we have, so we might as well cram as much as we can into the days. Although, having said that, there is an art in doing nothing, and that is, and there is a value in that as well. Just sitting on the couch and just chilling and letting your brain take a rest from the day, you know. Anyway, yeah. So I like that one. It's interesting. You know, it does make you think. And mm-hmm. it also reinforces the idea of, you know, tomorrow is never guaranteed. So make sure that today matters, that you make it matter. Exactly. Number 18, explaining problems is a good practice. Often in the, often in the process of laying out a problem, a solution will present itself. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You having problems with the boom? Yes. The boom if, keeps... if you're hearing our, the mic is migrating towards me, so I feel like I'm... Uh, I'm continually oh, yeah. readjusting How do we fix it. That? Okay, let, let me just try and fix it. If there's audio <laughs> problems, oh well. We are just. There we go. We Jeff's, are who we Jeff's are. Jeff's on it. We are who we are. Recording. <clears throat> we record out of our living room, not in any uh, it's still studio. Still not working, is it? So weird. No, we're good. I'll just. I'll just. All right. Anyway, 
I'll adjust Technical it difficulties. Way. We don't hide them. We tell you about them. We do. This is our, our <laughs> podcasts are never edited. Uh, it's raw material, yeah, mostly because talking. we don't have the time to edit. We just, you know, we're just a husband and wife duo doing the best we can in life. You doing know? the best we can. So yeah, explaining problems is a good practice, and I think the reason for this is that a lot of times what we think is the problem truly isn't. Mm. So for instance, you yeah, may give have me an a. Example. A process or or something uh, at in your in your place of work, mm-hmm. and it seems flawed because it takes so long. In looking at the root causes of that process, you may eventually say, "You know what? The, the true problem is just a, a lack of communication." Right. And we can easily solve that. Or we need more communication. Or sometimes the solution is just much simpler than what you think. Which is what a lack of communication is, I guess, isn't it? Meaning right. When you have a lack of communication, you need more, right? It's kind of like quick and fast. It's the same thing. That's true. Sorry, anyway. Or a better better method to communicate. It's true. Number 19, if something surprises you again and again, stop being surprised. Okay, yeah, because it just becomes the norm. It does. This one I think appeals probably or speaks to people who maybe are in a, a toxic relationship. So if somebody does something and it and continually, they, they keep doing the same thing and you find it surprising or appalling, you know, maybe it's time to really look at it and say, this, this is just how it is. It is. Or, you know, it can apply to other circumstances too, where you just develop an expectation for something. Jeff's, Jeff's in the process of trying to make more adjustments. There we go. Okay. I think you got it. Okay, don't move it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Don't move it. Don't touch it. So, all right. We're going off track here. Number Sorry. 20. Don't worry about it. Things that aren't your fault no can worries. still be your responsibility. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like this one because I think a lot of times... It's when... not my fault I got a parking ticket, but it's my responsibility to pay it. Right. <laughs> No, <laughs> just I don't know. I just wanted to see what you <laughs> No, uh, that's not what it means at all. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, you're like, right. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, what that I think a lot of times when something happens, you know, when a mistake happens, people are really quick to point the finger because they want to point, you know, it to who's at fault. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, and they want it to not be them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, regardless, you know, again, I, I, I guess you think about this more in business. It can definitely fall under your realm of responsibility, regardless of it, whether or not it's your fault. Yeah. And you, you may still have the responsibility of, of that it happened, uh, that you didn't prevent it, or that you just need to, to make take the steps to correct it. So I like that one. I like, you know, one I like that's probably not on the list is just using common sense. Yes. Honestly, if people just used common sense in their lives, their lives would be a heck of a lot better, it seems. I think the problem is is the definition of common sense yeah. differs well, you, from person to person. But you know what I mean by it, and I think most people do. Like when you say, use your common sense, it means just do the right thing. Do the thing that you probably should. Right. Yeah. Number 21. Yeah. This one's a little morbid. Remember that you are dying. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Why are you laughing? That is, so, that is. Remember, you are dying. Well, no, she starts no. laughing. It goes a little That's bit true. with what we were saying, you know, the way you spend your days and, and making sure that your days are important. But it's that idea that okay, really, you are dying. from the moment you're born, yeah. you're in the process of dying. Oh, that is so positive. 
<laughs> and and true and true it, it really is every breath we take every move we make we're dying <laughs> but I'll is that how the lyrics go I'll to be, that police song? i think i think that might be that might uh, be the that's too funny we have an episode of misheard lyrics if you want to check it out so yeah. scroll back in the catalog because yeah. it's uh it's pretty funny baking carrot biscuits <laughs> taking care of business uh, but the idea of remember you are dying i i know i've heard statistics about how many heart how many times your heart beats on average in the course of a lifetime and or how many breaths will you take and the idea that those things are finite it, it just again reinforces that we need to make things count we need to make our moments count we need to make every heartbeat count so Don't you yeah. find that we usually only do those kinds of things though when our life is threatened or like we have a near-death experience then we're like oh i better start living my life a lot of people live their lives that way they live, they live their lives taking it for granted, and then they have something happen to them or something, somebody close to them that makes them think, oh, man, I, I better start living my life the way I want to. You're right. I, and I've seen people make major life changes because mm. of that, because they've had that type of experience. Sometimes those changes are short-lived, though. I think a lot of times we forget. We get just bogged down with yeah. the, the, the day-to-day routine. And the trick is to just is to not wait for something horrible like that to happen and just live your life as if something like that did happen. Right. Just re-listen uh, re- to this podcast every day. Every day. And remember that you are dying. Make it a, a morning <laughs> affirmation of death or of your impending death. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Number uh, 22. Personal epiphanies feel great, but they fade within weeks. Upon having an epiphany... Make a plan and start actually changing behavior. So this sort of ties into what we were just saying that, you know, things do fade within a few weeks. So you may have an aha moment, a realization of how you should change or what you should be doing differently in your life. But unless you actually take the steps to change the behavior, that stuff won't stick. That is so funny that you said that because earlier you did some kind of a weird motion and I was completely confused by it. And now I had an epiphany that you wanted me to put the screen back on. Something's fallen off the table. But you want me to put the screen back on so that we could see how much time we had left in our podcast so we don't go over. That actually wasn't it at all. Oh, really? It's the fact that you continually lay your arm on the table that the desk and you're moving the microphone up and down every time you shift oh you never well, and knocking how things am off I the supposed desk to get that from your wonky well, eyes well you're supposed look. to read my eyes my mind <laughs> my eyes and my uh, mind so i shouldn't put my hands here then well anyway we can still see the screen now too i'm men sorry are, uh, th- uh, we told men, you that there would be tangents men are from are. mars women are from venus i don't know man i think we're both from crazy town <laughs> <laughs> Number 23, sometimes unsolvable questions like, what is my purpose? And why should I exist? Lose their force upon lifestyle fixes. So what this means is that sometimes... They're all the same. The last no, three are the same. Okay, well, those they're just, yes. Okay, they're the same. They're just those types of questions, those examples. Okay. Yes, and they may be paraphrasing one another. But in other words... Um, <laughs> The idea of this is that sometimes it really is just a matter of seeing your friends more or making simple, when they talk about lifestyle fixes, maybe you just really yeah. need, an, you need to get a little bit more sleep. That along can go a long way towards solving an existential crisis. That's it. That's what I'm going to start doing. Just getting more sleep. <laughs> well, I think the idea is just that this sometimes we think, we think things are more complicated and 
and we, uh, you know, we start to kind of go down a bit of a rabbit hole when really we just need to do some simple things in our life to, to make it better, to make it happier. And that can be as much as just spending more time with people you love. And- yeah. Or just, yeah, there's so many little simple things you can do in your life to make it better. Uh, number 24. It is easy for people to talk about their values, goals, rules, and lifestyle. But... When people's actions contradict their talk, pay attention. Uh, so a lot yeah. of times we'll, people you just don't practice what they preach. So people say, oh yeah, I've been working out like every morning for five years straight. And then like you finally see them one morning and they're not working out. They're like eating a burger or something. Then you know they're lying. <laughs> I guess that's Right? I mean, uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, uh-huh. Okay, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Oh my gosh, this this podcast is going to be quite a little hodgepodge of, uh, uh, yeah. This and that. You, you completely throw me off. No, but I, I think it's really people will often say things, say they value, say for instance, they value family life, but then they spend, you know, uh, they're working around the clock at, at the office. Or, oh yeah, that too. You know, right, they might yeah. say that they have a goal to yeah. write a book yet they don't dedicate any time They've to never... actually writing uh well they could say they have a goal to like run so many miles a, a week and they and they 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 just they don't at all right or they say that they're honest and they lie through their teeth that's right or or we could just go on and we on. could but we won't number yeah. 25 bored people are boring uh bored people yeah that's a definite Yes. Yes. Yeah. But you so, know what? Unbored people can be pretty boring too. Well, yes. If they only talk about themselves, that can be pretty boring. If someone's unbored, what are they? <laughs> they're they very, well, they're busy. Energetic? You know, the people who, there are people who have just a lot of things on the go, yeah. right? They're, they've got their hands in a lot of different projects and they just, they're, in, they're, have a lot of interesting yeah. things to talk about, a lot of life experience that they can draw upon. They've got interesting stories to talk about. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is if you're if you're bored and your and your days are sort of monotonous, yeah, then it gets a little. Then other people are going to find you boring. Well, it's <laughs> not that you need to care what other people think, but I just found, I think in terms of tips for a better life, it's just you know yeah. try try to find some things to keep well, your own life interesting no one Maybe. wants to be around boring people <laughs> keep it interesting for yourself if not for others really though you know you and i are both uh, sort of people who what do they call the the that that absorb other people's uh, moods empaths empath we're both empaths and so if people were if we surrounded ourselves with boring people how bored would we be? That's right. So what we do is we try to find the most interesting people and suck that That's right. energy from them. <laughs> That's right. To avoid having to do anything ourselves. Like the tentacles of an octopus. Yeah. <laughs> we just, listen to their stories and then yeah. tell them as though they're our own. They're our own. That's right. Yeah, we just we just adopt their lives. Kind of like uh, what's that movie with uh, Jim Carrey there? The one where he this his whole movie, his whole house or his whole life is being liar filmed. liar. No, oh, uh, uh, the Truman Show. Yeah, uh, the Truman Show. Wow, good, right on. It's like you were playing uh, trivia on our phones. So. It was like I was reading your mind. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, last episode I talked about tea not having a lot of flavor. Yeah. This is a tangent. I'm drinking this blueberry muffin tea now. It's. Uh, by brand Higher Living. I got it at the Corn Crib, which is a, an Corn awesome Crib. store uh, here in Uptown St. John in New Brunswick, but they have a few locations and uh, and they carry a lot of great natural foods, health foods, uh, natural products. And Can you buy a crib of corn there? 
I wonder. I, I anyway. wonder, I wonder well, go ahead. if they even sell corn. Crib filled of corn. But the, uh, where would you put the baby? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what a tangent. Anyways, what's the uh, I was just going to say that this tea actually has a ton of flavor. Of all, of, flavor. The, of all the teas I've probably ever had, this is the most flavorful the of those teas. What about the, the tea kit you got? It's caffeine. Oh, the tea kit. Oh, that's David's tea. Does that have a lot of flavor? Oh, it does. It's good. But this one just is exceptional. Okay. Well, it's... uh, It's It's an exceptional tea. Is there caffeine in this tea? No, it's caffeine-free. Oh, maybe I'll have to try it. All right. Maybe you will. Number 26. (laughs) You sound like a child there. There's no caffeine in it. I'll drink it. (laughs) Human mood and well-being are heavily influenced by simple things. And this ties into an early one as well. Exercise. Good sleep. Yeah. Light. Yeah. And being in nature, yeah, and we, it's it's cheap to experiment with these. So go ahead if you if you're feeling yeah. like your mood is a little low and you want to be a little happier, uh, maybe add some more exercise in the routine or change it up if you're already working out. Make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. Uh, making sure you're getting enough vitamin D or, or you know getting yeah. some getting some daylight or whether it's a light lamp if you are using a light lamp always check with your doctor before then before every, you uh, use one but uh, uh, and being in nature I yeah think. I was just gonna say every single time that we've gone on a walk through you know the woods and stuff as a family it's been a shot in the arm that we needed really particularly during this pandemic yeah and do you remember though like when we're when we're actually on the walk we always say we should do this more often. And then we don't, but, or sometimes we do. Well, we tend to save it for the weekends. It's hard this time of year because by the time you get off work, it's dark. Yeah. So there's that. That's a lot of really good tips. Is that the last one? No, this is the last one. This one is a little complicated, but I think it's an important one. Okay. Because. I don't understand. Okay, sorry, (laughs) go ahead. You know how a lot of times people will say, they'll start complaining about something and they'll say, well, I shouldn't complain. A lot of people have it more have it worse than I do. Yes. Right? Yes. So this tip is, if other people having it worse means that you can't be sad, then that would mean other people having it better than you would mean you can't be happy. No, oh, that's interesting. And we would never say that. We Reversal. would never say, I can't be happy because... Uh, I shouldn't be because so-and-so is rich or yeah. that person has a better life than I do for, you know, X reason. Yeah, that makes a lot of it, sense. It's funny when you, you know, when you flip it to the reverse and it doesn't make sense, it, it does put a new perspective on that idea. You know, just because somebody does have, you know, maybe problems that are more significant than what you can, you know, perceive your own to be, it doesn't make your feelings any no. any lesser. Any, you know, you yeah. have the right to feel how you feel and... Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be compared to anybody else. Yeah, no, I actually, I really agree with that one, and and I've never really had that uh, that like you know thought before, like the way that one was set up, it's, you know, reversed. It's really interesting. So I just want to remind people that that list, this list of twenty seven uh, tips for a better life, some of them were tips, some of them were more thoughts, but they came from lesswrong.com. Uh, they have a more comprehensive list of 100 that I just sort of curated down yeah. uh, to those 27. And we did the the first episode, part one. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go back. And since we have a little extra time, I want to talk about yeah. dry January. Dry January, yes. I think with uh, this week happening and all the chaos, I heard I saw a lot of posts on social media, people saying... That's you know, it. dry January is canceled. Yeah. And just the concept of dry January is fascinating to me. Uh, 
you know, we we often hear two people do in the fall. They'll do an October. Um, yeah, or sober. Or October, they'll draw a picture every day in October. That's it's got nothing to do with drinking, but <laughs> they do that. They do those things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they do. They do different things in different months. They do, but we're talking about drinking here and not drinking and not drinking or sober September. Amy and I are in the middle of. Well, it's not the middle of the month, but we are. We started. Uh, We're a third uh, of the way through January yeah, for dry January. So, and you know, I think the one the one in the fall people usually do as a reset after the summer, and I think dry January's become very popular because it's a reset after the holidays. Yeah, and people do it for different reasons. They may be uh, starting, you know, a new exercise routine and want to have that extra energy. They may be starting on a you know looking at their their diet and their nutrition and physical health and want to get, you know, a head start on that. So they may figure, cut, you know, cutting out alcohol and those extra calories would be a good start through the month of January. Some people just want to detox and clean their system, give their liver a little bit of a rest after yeah. after the holidays. I think that's always a really good thing to do, though, is just take a break from it and clear your mind and clear your clear your agenda of drinking. You know? Well, and I think some people, too, although they may not want to admit it, just want to prove to themselves that they can stop drinking yeah. for 30 days and it's not a significant issue. Or See, my relationship with alcohol is I can take it or leave it, to be honest. I drink every once in a while. Like, not now, because it's October. No, no, it's not. No, it's Jen. <laughs> Jen, don't drink. What's it called? <laughs> if your name is Jan, don't drink. Jan, don't drink. <laughs> it's dry, you know, uh, dry January. You could call any month. Which dry, reminds but... me, can you imagine, Amy, and listeners, loyal listeners, can you imagine having the name Karen in this day and age? I know. Wouldn't that be horrible? It would be. Karens get like unless you think like a Karen, and then you'd be like unaptly named. Yeah. So, the. <laughs> well, I don't even know what I was saying, but anyway. <laughs> I think they people. Do you think people just choose October because it's like it sound October sounds awesome, and then they get to culminate with a a big drunk on Halloween? Yeah, I think that's exactly. I think it. that's too true too. Yeah. Um, what I was an interesting thing that happened though for me this year was uh, right around Christmas. One of my friends on Facebook posted about a book called The Alcohol Experiment by Annie Grace, and it's a th- and it's essentially an experiment that you do where you go alcohol free for 30 days. And so I thought this would be a cool thing to do for January. And there what it go. is, is, uh, you know, it's an interesting book. There's an online group as well. I didn't do the whole online community thing. Yeah. But it really just involves uh, doing, you know, a little bit of reading about alcohol and exploring, you know, our relationship with alcohol as a society um, and you know as you know our personal relationship with alcohol there's you right. know you can do journaling or questions depending on how deep you want to go or you can just skim it and just get a better idea of it but there's some really f- interesting things about the idea of how alcohol even though it's you know an addictive substance uh, you know I think we're all aware that it's not the best thing for us physically in general, I mean, you know, yeah. there are some benefits with you know red wine and such, but it's something that is ingrained in our culture. You know, whether you're at a baby shower, you know, even church or most social functions yeah. will have an alcohol as a component. Uh, Did you say at church? Drinking at church? Well, yes, during communion, and they have wine. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you know drinking at church, like people who have problems. <laughs> I don't going spend to a church. lot of we don't spend a lot of time they, at church. No, I know. Um, <laughs> 
Um, but you know, it's it's just essentially though most events, most social functions have alcohol as a component. Well, we you never know. really think about why we drink. Period. Whether you have a problem with it or not. Well, one of the things that the book explores early on is the idea of, you know, when you first tasted alcohol, did you like it? And for most people, I'm going to say probably not, you know, unless you had like a sweet Kiwi cooler, Canada cooler, something that was, you know, laced with a lot of sugar to mask the the taste of alcohol. But it's something that... It's an acquired taste. Yeah, because it is essentially, you know, not something you you should ingest in in large quantities. It's, yeah, it's it's something you have to acquire taste for. So just, it's you know, things like that, that it just makes you explore that relationship with it. And the idea of, you know, if somebody says that they're doing, well, I think a dry January is pretty common. But if somebody says, I'm, I'm, I don't drink or I quit drinking, yeah, a lot of times there's a judgment there immediately. There should people, never be a judgment. No, know? there isn't. But I think a lot of people would say, oh, are you an alcoholic? Yeah, I know. Or, but whereas if you said you quit smoking, yeah, people would just congratulate you. Yeah. There wouldn't be that, that level of judgment. So... Anyways, if you are doing really uh, if you're doing Dry January, that might be a book you want to check out because I think there's some interesting things to contemplate around. What's uh, it called again? Uh, Tell our listeners. It's called The Alcohol Experiment by Annie Grace. Annie Grace, right? Okay. Yeah, so fairly, you know, it. Yeah, I I just bought it. Uh, you can get a Kindle edition on Amazon and and check it out if that's something that interests you. But uh, it's yeah, fascinating read. I wanted to say just quickly that it's nice to be back making podcasts uh, with you. Amy, and for our loyal listeners. Yes. And, Thank you, you know, so much. In the next one, we promise there won't be as much fighting with our microphone. Oh, no, that was it's just part of the biz, baby. Part of the biz. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till Til next, next time. time.